Welcome to the Steam Engine podcast. We are Jay and Lucy, and this is a podcast to discuss people-first leadership within the workplace. Our mission is to inspire you to rethink the way you make decisions in the workplace. Now that Lucy stopped being really serious, let me tell you a little secret. This podcast is just two mates who are really passionate about putting people first in the workplace, sharing their chat, and also inviting you to join their movement. Hi, Jay. Hey, Luz. How are you going? Yeah, really good. Really good. That's good. Um, hello, everyone. Everyone listening, welcome to this episode of the Steam Engine podcast, where we're going to continue on from part one into part two of our self-awareness theme. Oh, yeah, this is like one of our favorite topics, right? Because we are continuously trying to understand who we are. Yeah, complex. Um, it's complex yeah, subjects. Yeah. It's always, it's super complex. And we talk about this all the time, right? Like not on the podcast, but like even outside. Because um, I'll tell you a little story about self-awareness, right? I mean, this is completely not relevant to workplace or anything, but that's what we do. We just talk about random shit. Is it a good anyway. story? <laughs> it, it, no, well, so, you know, my son, CD, right? Like, yeah. so he's got autism, he's nonverbal. So when I say nonverbal, he's not mute. You've met him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He, he does talk, but like he will never sit and have a chat with you, yes. right? That's what it is, right? And because he's nonverbal, we always assume that he's not aware of what's going on because compared to my other child he's quieter so anyway (laughs) but what I didn't realize until quite recently is his self-awareness is so high okay why I say that is like you know how we say something like Jay you were a grumpy bitch today mate right (laughs) and then I will be like why did Lucy say that to me like I get really upset or like I react to what you say right based on what I'm feeling at the moment or how my values are so with him it's exactly the same it's exactly the same so when your kids your biggest value is oh my god I want to make my parents proud Mm -hmm. right I mean, that's generally one of the things they want to do, right? The minute if I ever raise my voice to Sid, ever, you could see his reaction. He goes, oh my God, I've disappointed her. Oh, bless him. Literally, then, even though he'll come and like try to crack a joke, When I say crack a joke, you know, his little scripts, he'll script something that makes me smile or like, I was like, oh my God, this child actually has so much self-awareness in himself. Yeah. Because the minute he realizes that, oh, I've pissed her off. He knows he needs to change tack. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, so, I mean, we think people don't have self-awareness, but my nonverbal autistic son does have yeah. really great self-awareness. I love that example. Oh, that's so gorgeous. That's so gorgeous. It's really interesting because I think there's like the awareness piece about how other people are reacting to you and then mm-hmm. the awareness piece about how you react to yourself as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's so nice. Thank you for sharing that as well. That's gorgeous. <laughs> I thought it was appropriate for this. What we are going I love to talk it. About. Yeah. yeah. And actually it lends itself really nicely to our internal self-awareness episode Mm. that we did 
prior to this one. We can have a bit of a recap of that, I think will probably be useful in this particular episode we talked about internal self-awareness being probably what it says in the tin right like being aware of your internal feelings your internal desires your internal emotions and the way we talked to it in the episode was being aware of your internal values and Mm -hmm. how your values drive your behaviors or your decisions I think in your life and knowing that Like when you're clear on your values, you can actually start to understand the decisions you're making or or even emotions you're feeling more clearly than if you just kind of bumble through life without any curiosity or knowledge as to what those values actually are. Mm -hmm. And I guess we didn't delve too much into the other element of self-awareness around like how you react to Uh, situations that's also how the behaviors you have are shaped based on your internal self-awareness exactly like or just even noticing that you have a particular behavior or a particular reaction and then almost doing a micro pause and being like right why did that make me angry that's how you start to cultivate and clarify your own self-awareness i think we talked to it in the last episode, probably on a macro level, looking at mm. values, but actually how that distills down. And when you can start to understand why you've behaved or why you react in a certain way to certain events, you can actually always stop reacting and just start responding. And then yes, you can, well, I think when we talked about having that internal self-awareness, it increases your job satisfaction, productivity, because you just know who you are a bit more and you know why you're doing the things you're doing. And then I think conversely, we talked around the fact that it reduces stress, anxiety and depression. And I think that's just a research. That's not, I was just saying that out loud. <laughs> you didn't um, come up with that. <laughs> no, I did not come up with that. No, I would not. But it's just, I think, really critical as to why the self-awareness is so important because you're actually starting to get to know yourself. And if you don't know who you are, how can you really start to understand what it is you like to do or what your passions are? Yeah, exactly. So it's such an interesting concept for us to explore. But today we are going to explore what does external self-awareness mean, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's probably, I mean, it's a balance, but it's probably what really impacts people in a workplace. So what does external self-awareness mean, Lucy? Is there a textbook example or is there a Buddha quote? Well, what I have in front of me is, um, (laughs) so it's, looking at this from an internal versus external self-awareness perspective. So internal measures how well you know yourself and external measures how well you understand how others see you. So how well you understand others' perception of you. And I think the interesting part about this is how it plays out in the workplace is often you get feedback and you go, okay, Hmm. so you might sit and give me feedback I don't know, what kind of feedback would you give me? Something along the lines of... You're not um, that focused when you present Lucy. You're not focused. Yeah. yeah, And you would go, what the fuck's that? I'm super fucking focused. I know what I'm talking about and I know how I'm presenting. What do you mean? So fuck off, don't want to listen to you. Or be curious and say, oh, that's interesting, Jay. Because um, which part, what made you think that I wasn't focused Mm -hmm. on what I'm presenting? Yeah. Right? And ask the why questions to really understand what they mean by you are not focused, right? Because (laughs) you you can be the best presenter in your head, right? In your head, you might be the best communicator. Yes. 
But if you don't, if you're not perceived that way from the people yeah. you are presenting to, then there's a bit of a lack of external self-awareness. Yeah. And if you don't understand the feedback that you got given correctly as well, it'll all get in it. So it's one, seeking the feedback, but actually mm. making sure you understand the feedback mm. as it yes. was intended and being able to, not from a defensive place, but to actually from a curiosity place, to your point, yeah, make sure you fully understand it. And that helps you garner self-awareness by getting multiple opinions of multiple events at multiple times and being curious about them all, you can actually garner that self-awareness. Because I could just get defensive and be like, well, you weren't fucking listening in that presentation anyway. So mm. you're the one who wasn't focused, not me. Whereas, yes. <laughs> you know, you yeah. do, right? So yeah. actually then I've then got a perception of you. <laughs> so it can get complicated. But I think that point around, oh, yeah, what makes you say that? Or which part of the presentation do you mean if there mm-hmm. was a specific example or... How would I improve that in the future? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah getting, exactly. Yeah, getting some uh, examples of you. Because the good thing about getting external someone else's feedback around your behaviors or your presentation or your communication style or your leadership style or whatever it is, is because we all have blind spots. Yes. Right? Yes. We all have blind spots. That's one of the best ways for us to kind of understand where our blind spots are of course you can do so many of these cognitive tests and whatever else right like there's like research proven there's lsi there is insights there's so many different things but there's nothing better than getting that feedback from people that you work with yeah because that's the most straightforward way of uh, you can also go and seek to understand when you get receive that feedback lucy do you have any examples of a blind spot and how you kind of navigated that yeah many <laughs> blind spot examples and um, but actually just you just mentioned something that i just want to touch on for a second because i think it's really important is the you mentioned something called lsi which mm. is the lifestyles inventory and mm. in the organization that you and i work together a few years ago now, they actually did the LSI. And the reason why this was a, a really interesting exercise is because it does exactly that. You rate yourself on, you know, mm. bazillion questions, and then you will get key stakeholders, peers, managers, reports, etc., to also rate you. And so fascinating how others perceive you versus how you perceive yourself. And I actually remember probably perceiving myself as a bit like, crapper at work than other people perceived me and mm. I'd walk around mm. thinking like oh that person thinks I'm shit that you know you know you <laughs> rather than yeah. and it could easily go the other way around like oh I think I am the best presenter in the world the best communicator etc and actually you might be perceived so it gives you such important data mm. to be able to go okay is that a blind spot because you can do all the self-reflection in the world yeah and not uncover some of these blind spots that actually might be the difference between you stagnating at a particular level in a workplace versus thriving as a leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I think my example, or one of them was quite I've got f- plenty, but yeah, I've got plenty. But the one that really sticks out is whether any listeners necessarily garnered this from me, but I got some feedback years ago now, well over a decade ago that I, and the original feedback said, the word brash I come across as quite brash so now in my brash manner I went to this 
particular manager and I said I did not like the word brush and um, it was changed to direct which is softer I suppose but I think it was a reflection of how my communication style was perceived Mm. and that's my I think the recommendation would be to soften my communication style somewhat now Mm. the one thing I will say is that I was considerably more like considerably younger than I am now Mm. and I probably did react to that in a quite a defensive manner (laughs) as opposed to some colorful language some colorful language probably quite direct language no I think I controlled myself there but I think there was definitely an opportunity for me to have practiced curiosity around why they might be saying that. Mm. Did I ask for examples? No. Mm. Mm. So that is not me not really understanding why they have that perception of me, which yeah. is the key to getting this external self-awareness. So it became a bit of a laugh, but that was where I went wrong, actually, mm. in getting that kind of feedback. So I can actually go, do you know what? Those examples are really true. And I had not appreciated that I could have been perceived like that. And I, and I do mm. want to succeed in my career, so I'll change. And that's the important thing, right? Like, so this podcast is about like, what's the impact it has on people, yeah. right? So this is more of a not for leaders I guess this is more of for all of us yeah we've all been on this journey in terms of understanding ourselves and understanding how others perceive you right so because the impact on people can be quite significant if leaders don't have internal or external self-awareness yes especially external because we've got loads of examples of this but (laughs) I'll share one right like this manager that I actually really do respect, like that I admire, who's a great role model, right? Mm. The One of the blind spots they had was when you have meetings, they would do multiple things while listening to you, right? What kind of things? Mostly text messages, right? right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rarely answer phones, but it's mostly texts or emails, emails. right? And I'm talking like when... You're face to face mostly. Yeah, so wow. yeah. you're right in front of me, mate. <laughs> like you're messaging, text, sending a text message and I'm having a big conversation here, right? And, and how did that make you feel? So it, it made me feel like I'm just talking and I'm not being listened to. Like you're not even listening, right? Mm. Or maybe they were listening, right? Maybe have so much capacity to do 15 things, which I don't believe so. But it doesn't matter whether they were listening or whether they were focusing or anything because they were completely not aware of the impact the perception the other person has on them right Mm. and the meetings were one-to-ones right which was purely Uh, they set aside time for you I mean that's very special right that's really special you've taken time to spend with me to support me and talk about any unlocks that I need or like any coaching etc and half the time you're on the phone messaging. So I had so much respect for this person. So it didn't really impact me too much. However, I didn't really enjoy those one-to-ones. No, you right? didn't get so, as much out of them as maybe no. you could have done had you. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it's, what, what is fascinating is that they might have well been listening. They <laughs> might have literally been, yeah, I'm good. Like, I know what Jay's saying. I just need to send this really urgent text. Like, literally, the business could have been burning down, right? So, like, mm-hmm. maybe they were fighting fires but still sat in that room with you. It didn't matter because your perception yeah. was 
you're not listening to me so like what am I actually doing so this is I must be grateful for you sat in the room with me yeah correct exactly so like I'm not important right because your that text message or the email that you had to reply is much more important than me so actually now you said that let's play this out a bit more so Hmm. you are a senior manager in a business and you had that meeting with your manager who made you mm. feel unimportant. What impact does you take back into the business then? Like, like can this how I'm feeling. can this exacerbate further? So if this ha- this one relatively minor interaction leaves you feeling unimportant, what it could go two ways? Mm. I can only talk about personally what I have done. I would never do that to my team because it made me feel unimportant. And I walked away going actually. I wanted some coaching, like I needed to run some ideas past the person, but they were too busy. So I didn't even raise them. I would never, ever want that. So I'm not perfect. I will never be perfect, but I am trying because the temptation to look at your messages is real, right? It's real. It takes a lot of practice and kind of a voice in your head to go focus on the like it's living in the moment so let's bring buddha back into that this whole episode (laughs) right it's living in that moment it is difficult but that's what i've learned from that experience because it could go either way right because i could come back and go that was shit nobody gives a shit about me so i'm gonna be the same with everyone else yeah i mean tone from the top it's a real thing so this could like it could have gone many different ways right but it could have been like oh okay, if I want to emulate, you said you had a lot of respect for this person, so you want to emulate how they act, then Mm. you could, for all of your making numbers up, six direct reports, do exactly the same thing because you're like, oh, I just need to act really busy and important. And then then everyone starts feeling unimportant. So, and your six direct reports might actually not perceive that. They might perceive that you are busy and important. They're just really grateful to be sat there with you. Mm. And then some could be like, like fuck off then like what are you even doing yeah like I mean, don't bother with these one-to-ones right and the other thing is that you could have to your point we you wanted coaching but you didn't even ask for it because you're like they clearly didn't have time well yeah. isn't that sad that is such a leadership opportunity missed mm-hmm. the other thing was that maybe you really needed something from that person because they didn't they were distracted they didn't look you in the eyes and they couldn't mm. good managers good leaders can tell what their team needs mm-hmm don't have to necessarily ask for it they they can go how are you feeling about this yeah this you seem a bit like stressed about this but you like to actually work through how to get from a to b together yeah that was missed potentially potentially exactly so i think the bottom line is what we want to talk about in this episode is that self-awareness is one of the key things as a leader as a human forget leader yeah as a person right and Especially in a workplace, when leaders lack, whether it's internal or external self-awareness, and that they don't have the balance between the two, it impacts people most of the time in a negative way. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think the other thing I want to touch on there that you just mentioned, Jay, is the balance between having internal and external self-awareness. Because just to recap, internal self-awareness being the understanding of how you behave in certain situations or what drives you to behave in certain situations and the curiosity around that and then how others perceive you. So if you're consistent between the two and you're like, I know how I behave, like, you know, it could be just, you know, I'm learning 
probably a bit too late in life that I'm impatient I didn't know I didn't know I was right so like Mm. this is something that I've learned I've probably always come across as impatient to people Mm. I I didn't know Mm. maybe I didn't seek to understand that either whereas if I actually know that about myself you can start to calm yourself down I don't want to come across as impatient with my team and I don't want to feel impatient either so I want to do things to make sure that I you know and that to me would be like going to my team when will you deliver this so they can give me the time frame so I don't have to be like geez I thought this would be done yesterday and then getting frustrated that it's not so I didn't realize I was that so that's what I do to curb it but say for example you end up being really conscious of your external self-awareness so I get feedback constantly I'm proactively asking for it I'm not just waiting for the year-end appraisal time Mm. I'm really starting to get things so Jay has told me that I'm not that great at communicating I also got that feedback from someone else too so I'm really working hard but I've never actually sat and thought about myself or what Mm. drives me why I react in certain ways, etc. So I'm really high on the external self-awareness, but don't know myself. So what impact could that have on somebody? I'm saying this because you mentioned the balance. Why yeah, I, I, think, balance? I think that's a situation where you're basically becoming a people pleaser, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. Right? So I care about what you think but, yes. about me, but I don't know what I think about me. I'm not very aware of what I need, like my value system and how I react to situations, I'm not fully aware of that, but I'm really aware of what Lucy wants and what this one wants and what makes them praise me, yeah. right? What makes them look at things and say, great job. So that could lead to, we don't have time to talk about that today, but like, that could lead to people being literally burnt out because you haven't set boundaries And is it really possible to please everybody else at the detriment of yourself? I've been there, right? I I mean, I've been there like earlier on in my career, like because I've been through a lot of shit, right? Like personally in my life. But earlier on, I was an absolute people pleaser. I had no idea about what, what my values are. I had no boundaries. I wasn't setting boundaries for myself. So I was like, oh, my God, like, okay, they want this. Okay, cool. Like, I'll work, wake, I'll stay till 3 a.m. in the morning because, like, they wanted this, like, you know. Yeah. I would. And, and as much as contrived as it sounds, living for that really good appraisal or living for the yes. promotion because someone else thinks you can do the job. And, Correct. But is it aligned to your values or is it you know is it making you happy etc that's uh yeah very dangerous kind of pleaser people pleaser mode correct so i think um as we close off this episode like i think what we want to everyone to kind of like who's listening to think about is like are you self-aware and we will never know perfectly as we said we'll have blind spots however making an effort to specially understand the external self-awareness will make life so much easier for the people that you lead in an organization i think that's right yeah and i think to be honest if you if we leave our listeners with an action and i think it'd be really interesting to get some feedback from and it doesn't matter whether it's a peer a manager a direct report of yours a friend Mm-hmm. get some feedback and sit in curiosity clarify with them what that means so you actually mm. start to understand what the actually feedback really was 
Mm. And then sit in curiosity and be like, actually, what can I learn from this? Yeah, that'll be the homework on this episode. (laughs) A new thing, homework from the Steam Pension Podcast. You are welcome. (laughs) All right. On that note, everybody, hope you enjoyed the episode. Until we catch up next time. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Steam Engine Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe at whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on and leave a review. 